2: Welcome one. Welcome all. We are glad you are with us to Bill Michael's show. We continue on. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. As always, we always appreciate you being here. Packers take a loss at the hands of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Let's bring in Ryan Wood, shall we? Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue?
1: What's next for the Pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at MarolaLaw.net or call
2: 414-327-5800. Bringing in now our our guy from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, Ryan Wood, uh, now joining us. And, uh, Ryan, I, after everything's said and done, I, a lot of discussion over the last couple of days specifically about this team and defensively speaking, the offense we can get into a little bit later, but, you know, a lot of people crying uh, for Mike Pettin. You know, He's got to go. Mike Pettin's the problem and it's the scheme. And and I always say, well, what, what scheme do you want to see, you know, and then you got to realize that you have to have the players to make the scheme work. So you tell me, defensively speaking, where is this team?
0: Not where it should be. You know, it's it's a mystery because if you put it on an island, Mike Pettin is a proven quality defensive coordinator in this league. He's had a lot of success as a defensive coordinator. He was a failed head coach, although his first year in Cleveland, there for, for Cleveland, it was it was somewhat optimistic. But still, he's a failed head coach. He's a proven defensive coordinator. You look at the players and the personnel. There's a lot of money invested in a lot of talent. The Smiths, Kenny Clark. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage Jr. That, that's that's a free agent uh, premier signing and a first round pick. You got the outside. You got Jair Alexander and Kevin King. Those are two top picks. There's a lot of investment in the personnel on that side, and yet you add it up, and they're 20th in the league in scoring, and they're 14th in yards. And and frankly, neither of those are all that different. You know, the scoring's down obviously, but the yardage they gave up yards last year. The, the difference and the problem. Has been. They only have three takeaways in five games. They, they've got to take the football away. They had 25 takeaways last year. They were n- near the top of the league in takeaways. That they, they, they're not generating the big plays they generated last year. And it, there's there's a disconnect somewhere because this defensive coordinator and these players are too good to not be playmakers, and they just haven't been.
2: So when you look at say Preston Smith, let's start there. Uh first it was well he's dropping back into coverage. And you looked at it and he was until the statistics come out that he's dropping back into coverage about the same amount as he was last year. So why are they not getting to the quarterback with the same prolificness they had last season? He's just not getting home. That's the bottom line. You know, if
0: you look at Preston Smith, his his career when it comes to sack production has very much ebbed and flowed. You know, he had the the eight sacks, the four sacks, back up to eight and a half, back down to four. Yeah, it's been very up and down throughout his career. And last year he had twelve sacks, and now he's got .5. and it's a major difference from last year uh, to this year. So it's kind of been par for his career. It's it's been inconsistent. It's it's been inconsistent here in Green Bay. Uh, the reality is, yeah, you know, he the, the first two games he was dropping back more. Uh, as Preston Smith said last week, when when I asked him about it, he he, he didn't drop back near as much against New Orleans, against Atlanta, uh, against Tampa. It's it's been it's, there's been a lot of opportunities. He just hasn't gotten home on them.
2: Um, you're right. He did drop back quite a bit early on, and now you look at where he's at, and I agree with you. He's not getting home. And I said this at the beginning of the season. I said, look, if you think that uh, that you're going to get the same career years out of this guy or out of those two in general i think you're fooling yourself they were career years last year that just unless there was some kind of miraculous scheme that mike petten was going to continually throw up there to make them more available I, I i just didn't think it was going to be the same so therefore you needed other help you needed uh, other guys to be able to step up and and make some plays and make something happen and we just haven't seen that i mean there hasn't been that consistency this season, and even if you take Kenny Clark and say, "Well, you know, they missed Kenny," and I, which I agree with, but you don't have uh, you don't have guys like that middle linebacking core that they had down there in Tampa Bay. When you look at those two players they had on the field, when you look at Devin White and Levante David, those guys were just getting after it. You don't have players like that on his team, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, certainly not on the second level. And, and Chris Barnes has, has played well for an undrafted rookie, but the key word there is undrafted rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, not, it's not a top 10 pick and, and, and a guy that's, that's been a really standout inside linebacker for going on a decade now. Um, this is the bottom line is that this is a team that continues to devalue the inside linebacker position. And I know they went out and got Christian Kirksey as kind of just a replacement for Blake Martinez. They spent a little bit of money there, but as a whole, you look at the way that this team, this front office, not just Brian Gudikins, but before Brian Gudikins, Ted Thompson too, uh, really since 2006, since they took A.J. Hawk in the top 10, going on 15 years now, this is a team that has constantly devalued the inside linebacker position. And they're not alone in this league. It's certainly been a position that as a whole has been devalued, but Much like running back on the other side of the ball, inside linebacker has been coming back. And now this is a team that you look at what it saw against the San Francisco 49ers last season. You look at what it ran up against Sunday. It is seeing the benefits on the other side of the ball when when you do invest in that position, what it can do for a defense. And you just have to wonder at what point they – come to a they arrive at a, at a position of okay it's time to stop devaluing this position because when you have speed on that second level especially in a, in a system like like mike pettens right because what do we know about mike pettens system in the defensive front especially against lebron he wants the big guys the off the, the defensive line to take up blockers and he wants that second level to be playmakers he wants them to roam to the football and make plays when you get that kind of speed that the Bucks showcase on Sunday, and you put that behind a defensive line that's taken on blocks, and you you got free guy, free, free runners to the football, the guys that can make plays, it's a huge difference for defense. And, and at some point, you, you'd expect that the Packers would, would catch on.
2: I, uh, I don't understand why they devalue that position. You know what I mean? I, I, I just – when you see – so many other teams coming up with quality linebackers that they can then make incredibly versatile. When you, If you've got beef up front, your linebackers can be set free. When you don't have enough beef up front, your linebackers are huge when it comes to support. I don't understand the devaluation. I go back to even when, who, who was it, Elliot Wolf stepped to the podium and said, well, you guys value the linebackers more than we do.
0: Yeah. That's and I, I, and, I,
2: I was—I almost fell over dead when I heard that. Heard that comment. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?"
0: For all of the, well, they should have drafted a receiver in the first round this this spring, and and I think you're seeing that too. You know, we're talking about defense. I think you're seeing that they, you know, they very well could have used more talent at the receiver position as well. Um, but for all of that talk, they could have used the Patrick Queen too. You know, they, that's they who I that.
2: was pining for.
0: Um, he's he started his career off pretty well and and you're seeing a, a dearth of
2: of talent at, at inside
0: linebacker on this defense. So you yeah, look it was devalued for a reason. Everyone in the league with the rules changes last decade, everyone in the league's put all their stock into edge rushers and perimeter corners. You gotta stop the pass. Mike Petton himself last, last year, I think literally last year, said you can, you can fly to Miami a lot quicker than you can run there, right? That, that's, that's the league as a whole, the mindset. Well, what, does, what, what do we know about this league? When you try to stop one thing, offensive coordinators are going to adapt. The a copycat league. They're going to adapt. You've seen the run game. There's no, there's no, it's no coincidence that running backs, as they've come back, if have you've have you seen running back prices on the open market go up, and the value of that position go up, it's been in direct correlation with inside linebacker in that value going up as well. Because if you want to put all your stock in defensively in the edge rushers and perimeter corners, well, guess what? You're going to get the ball run down your throat. That's what mm-hmm. they're going to do. Okay. You're going to load up to stop the pass. We'll run it. That's what offenses have done. They've got a lot of, you know, some good draft classes in recent history have helped this, but they've got a lot of talent in this league at running back and, it, defensive coordinators now are more and more being adaptable and saying, "Okay, you got it. You got to stock the second level defensively with speed to combat this." And you're just not seeing that here in Green Bay.
2: Uh, we're talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette now. Colin Cowherd made the comments uh, that uh, many people. I want to say it in part took offense to, but in reality, you know, statistically, it's true in that Aaron Rodgers is a front runner. He's not a guy that's going to bring you from behind numerous times, and he has to have a defense that's going to take the ball away and give him a lot of shots at it. Uh, with his comments, do you agree with what he said? I don't know.
0: You know, that's, that's certainly been the narrative around Aaron Rodgers for years now. He hasn't had a ton of, I, I don't know what stats say, but just someone who watches this team every week, I, I can't think of a whole lot of opportunities that he's had that it's not like he's constantly playing from behind. He's right. playing from, from the lead quite a bit. So it's, it's a small sample size at best. Um, I, I don't know that I really buy into it. I think at the end of the day, if, if, if I'm a team and I need a guy to put together a drive to, to go out there and win, I like having Aaron Rodgers on my team. I think of 2017 against Dallas. I think of 2014 against Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of the NFC Championship game in 2014 when the Seahawks took the lead and Rodgers got him down and, and for the game-tying field goal with minimal time on the clock and put that game into overtime. I, I've, I've seen it plenty of times. I, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is capable of leading fourth-quarter comebacks.
2: See I I agree. I it's it's I think if he's given the opportunity and it's a legit fourth quarter comeback whether it's a score or two I think there's the opportunity there but I also think you have to take it as a whole and say what is your defense doing as well to be able to fortify that opportunity are they going three and out and giving the ball back numerous times or is this something that's you know 11 play drives and giving up a bunch of time on the clock and it's changing the perplexity of the the uh the complexity of the offense so I completely agree hey real quick before I let you go now they talked a lot about practice talked a lot about a bad week uh now the question that I posed immediately following the game is this a good team who had a bad game or is this a team that was 4-0 that has now been exposed good team that had a bad game I still think I I, I picked
0: the Packers to lose I didn't think it'd be 38-10 to but I, I picked them to lose when they were up 10-0 I was pretty surprised by that. I, I thought this would be a tough week, I, and I thought that even if they did lose, and even if it is a blowout, this is a team that is, is built to, to go after Super Bowl. I, I feel the same way about this team. Before uh, last week's game, as I do now, they've got to fix some things. They, they've, they've got to figure out how to block that speed in the defensive front, because Tampa Bay defensively is built very much like San Francisco last, was last year. Uh, they've, they've got to figure that out. But at the end of the day, this is a really talented team with a head coach that's Won a lot of games, really, in his career. A quarterback that's playing as a whole, if you look at all five games, he's playing at the top of his game. I expect that to continue starting this week with Houston.
2: Great stuff. As always, Ryan, we appreciate it. We'll talk later this week, okay? All right, take care, Bill. All right, buddy, talk to you later. There you go. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, good conversation. Good, good stuff out of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. You can find him on Twitter at Wood at buy Ryan Woody joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That is 844-PRIDE, or you can go find them at schneiderjobs.com. Now, the good folks over there at Schultz Family Beef, last night we did the the Facebook Live stuff, and I was asked a couple of times about uh, doing some Traeger stuff. On the Traeger grill, I, I will get some grilling done. There's no doubt. I'm sure you're going to do some grilling too. They're going to a, they're giving away a Traeger Bronson 20 grill, courtesy of Schulze Ace Home Center in Black River Falls. Now they got a bag of pellets, case of Fox Smokehouse barbecue sauce, three pack of seasoning from Salty Provisions. The contest open to the first 15 people that sign up for that 6-month or 12-month subscription, but all the details for getting registered right there at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com, and when you click on the Start Shopping link, it'll pop up all the rules and details, so you're good to go. But uh, as you know, look, if you want a meat subscription, they will package it up, put it in dry ice, and in just a couple of days, it will be right there on your doorstep. However, if you happen to win the Traeger Grill as well, which is a 1-in-15 chance, that will also be shipped to your doorstep. It's that simple. Go to Shulze, Scholze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is com, and and go there and, and try it out. See what they have to offer. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go and take a quick break. When we come back, uh, no punishment. No punishment. I'll tell you what we're talking about. Coming up next on The Bill Michael Show.
1: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Get them Girls, loose silks, the world loose silks, you don't get money. But I do, I do. You don't get them girls loose silks, you don't get the world loose silks, you don't get money. But I do, I do. I think you're
2: having a good time out there. Hey, if you see uh, our good friend Gina Della from Pella, she's getting uh, some surgery done. She's getting got a bad foot. So uh see her gimping around, man. Give her a hand. Help her out a little bit. Wish her the best. But through the end of October, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they are offering no money down, no interest, and no payments for 24 months. Look, if you're looking at your windows right now or maybe you uh woke up this morning and your house was cold. Um you know, it, it's uh it's it's that season. You know what I'm saying? It's that season, and you may want to replace those doors and windows right now. They squeak. Maybe they're tough to open. They don't latch right. They're not secure. Um, you know, whatever you need, man, they they got it, and uh, they can help you out. And right now, you can pell now and pay later. No money down. No interest. And no payments for 24 months or 12 years. 2.99% APR financing to approve credit right now through October 31st. Certain restrictions apply. And check out the showroom. Or go to PellaWI.com for details. Check out that free consultation. Free consultation today at PellaWI.com. That's Um, PellaWI.com. It's not going to happen when it comes to punishment. The NFL informed the Tennessee Titans that their review of how the team handled the coronavirus outbreak has concluded. um, And that nobody is going to face... You know, uh, any kind of disciplinary action. They just feel that uh, look, uh, the way it worked, individuals will, will not be disciplined, and no discussion of forfeiture of draft picks or games. Uh, the team was fully cooperative, cooperative as the league inspected the facility and found it to be in compliance. There were incidents of people not wearing masks but there was insufficient communication regarding player workouts outside of the facility. The players, remember, said, look, they told us we couldn't have organized workouts inside the facility, but they didn't say anything about outside. So that was part of the issue. And so when they said that, the NFL said, well, wait a minute. You know, why didn't you communicate that? Well, they just basically read what the NFL had stated. And look, you and I both know that – the players got together. They wanted to keep practicing, but they wanted to do it away from the facility while the facility was disinfected, so they felt they were okay because they tested negative, so if they're all together and they're all negative, well, then you're negative. There's no way to catch the virus, right? Right. So the NFL said, look, they weren't really trying to circumvent the system or go against specifically our, our you know mandates, so it wasn't egregious. Therefore, we're not going to fine you, and we're not going to you know take away wins or anything like that. So there you have it uh 855 830 8648 855 830 8648 so some good news if you are a Titans fan as the Tennessee Titans now back on track and after getting a win this weekend over the Houston Texans so there you have it A um, couple of different things i wanted to bring up and this i want to go back to uh, you know some different emails this one's from Lewis uh, he talks about uh, the uh, the the numbers with uh, you know when Colin Cowherd Uh, spoke of Aaron Rodgers. He said, We take offense and try to create narratives, news flashes, name a top-ten quarterback ever from Montana and Manning to Young. None of them trailed often like at all. Uh, But for our quarterback, we want to say, yeah, but the defense, which is BS, he is a front-runner and lacks the intangibles to consistently elevate his team in big games, always has been. He gets shaken. That's uh, from – from Lewis. Uh, Run his NFC title game numbers. Go ahead, negative touchdown to interception ratio, passer rating of 70. Uh, That's how he plays with the uh, Super Bowl trip on the line. Uh, Get him uh, down if you are a decent team, and he does, uh, and he's done. Has showed it in Seattle, showed it in Atlanta, showed it in Denver a few years back, uh, New Orleans a few years back. He is always done. Now, the Seattle game played extremely well. And the play calling in the third quarter allowed the momentum to shift, and they kept the lead in that game. It wasn't until the end of the ball game and defensive gaffes that changed the narrative. So uh, that t- I'll say no. But, uh, but in Atlanta, played extremely well. Go back to the Super Bowl year. Now, granted, they got off to a fast start, but you're right. I mean, when they get down – But tell me a a Hall of Fame quarterback that when they get down is all out all the time. You know, sometimes you get into those battles where you get those shootouts. I agree with that. And, but I, I, I'm not creating a narrative. I'm just saying I don't think it's all Aaron Rodgers. The metrics speak for themselves. He's a front runner that loses more games than he wins when trailing at any point. He has a 500 road record, a losing record against playoff teams. 31-34 has, has lost to five different teams in the playoffs in the last decade. Brady and Montana are considered great because they delivered. Not every down because their talent isn't there at the same level, but the intangibles when their team needs it most. Uh, He has spent his career coming up short in big games. He literally has two moments, a cook pass in Dallas and an entire uh, Atlanta playoff game. Um, Hit James Jones in that deep ball in Philadelphia. Uh, Did not play great against the, uh, the, the, uh, the Bears. Played well against Pittsburgh Steelers but also was aided by defense in that contest. I will agree. I will agree. I always hate these topics because you uh, get fan talk here, including the hosts. Instead of discussing the measures, we tend to argue, uh, which is why they are something or why he is something. So, look, I, I'm i not poo-pooing it. I have agreed with you. And I probably out of the entire, I, don't, I would say, state, I've been probably as real or if you want to call it as hard on Aaron Rodgers at times as maybe anybody. You know, Gary's pretty, Gary Ellerson's pretty hard on him too. We give him a lot of praise because he's in our own backyard and you see how good he can be and how great how he, he has greatness. He's got that ability. That I'll agree with. So, yeah, maybe we do walk around with a little bit of the green and gold glasses. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you talk about the outside, I can't also look at and just continually bash Rodgers because of the things that he has done and his smarts, his ability to, to maneuver and escape. What what bothered me in that game the other day was it went back to snap, pat, pat, pat. Run. Now, I don't know if it's LaFleur or Rodgers, but running the clock down, not being able to use motion, not being able to audible because you are cut it, coming out of the huddle so late, that was an inefficient offense. And as even if you're the play caller with Matt LaFleur, and you can take the blame for it, but as the quarterback, that's your responsibility. You know, if he's not getting the plays in on time and Matt LaFleur is incapable of doing it in a pressure situation and you watch your your coaches crumbling, you need to take command. You need to say, "Hey, I can't do this. You got to get us in and out." Call a timeout and say, "If you're not going to get us in and out, I'm going to go ahead and call the plays. We have got to get in and out of the huddle. We got to do more at the line of scrimmage when we because it, it, I mean, the proof was in the pudding. When you did not have motion, you only picked up 71 yards the entire game. No motion, no movement, no pre-snap anything, just going and firing off the ball. You weren't doing anything. They were busting you up at the line of scrimmage. that That's thats a tangible, you know? 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to do it. When we come back, we will frenzy, my friends. Don't forget the Green and Gold Postgame Show, speaking of Gary Ellerson and I, going to be back immediately following Green Bay and Houston. Coming up this weekend, right after the game, tune to many of these same stations. And if you don't get us, you can either go and listen to us online at our flagship station, uh, 1250 AM, the fan out of Milwaukee, or find us on the radio.com app, which, by the way, you can can track down as well and uh, find us there. So uh, plenty of ways to hang out and, and hang on to us and, and listen and interact. So uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. But uh, the Green Gold Postgame Show immediately following the game this coming weekend. Stay tuned. we got the frenzy next.
1: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks, he's going to lay it up over the top, he's got a man down there, it's Redgaff, he's got it! Touchdown Seahawks! Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley, dives over the pile, stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons, touchdown! Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff, no, it's a fake, Lance into the end zone, touchdown, Zucker! Is it, he faked you? He faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey to the right. Picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Caroline. Second down. handoff. Elliott. Banging at the
2: goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. And it's time for the frenzy. Let's do this. Start out with the Texans and the Titans. Derrick Henry, he went crazy. Easy game winning five yard touchdown in overtime.
1: Henry is in the gun. Okay. It's the King Cat. Henry running to the left into the end zone. (laughs) Touchdown, Kite L. Yo! Kite win 42 to 36 as Arthur Smith comes with the King Cat for the final five yards and the victory. And
2: the Texans stunned. The Texans stunned. Derrick Henry, five-yard touchdown run right there. Made a 42-36. They get the win. The Titans do on the Titans Radio Network. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 212 yards. 94 yards on one touchdown, Scamper. The five-yard run right there. He had two touchdowns. On the day, as a matter of fact, he had uh, a couple of receptions for 52 yards out of the backfield as well. Ryan Tannehill, 30 of 41, 364 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 28 of 37, 335 yards and four touchdowns. What a day. What a day. But just, uh, no, baby, no, couldn't get it done. Uh, Randall Cobb, remember him? Three catches, 17 yards, and had a touchdown from Deshaun Watson. There you go. That's the way that thing ended up. In the meantime, you got the Bengals who just snatched defeat from the jaws of victory consistently. Here was uh, that contest. The Colts rookie safety Julian Blackman picks off Joe Burrow and takes the win.
1: Burrow is out of the shotgun. Here they come. He's going to back to throw. Steps him in the pocket. Locked it over the middle. Intercepted by the Colts. Julian Blackman. And he's tripped up at the 22 yard line. He's down there. And the Colts have. Takeaway, and interception by the rookie, Julian Blackman. 39 seconds to go, and the Colts
2: are going to win the ball game. 31-27 is the way it ended up. That's the Colts' radio network. Joe Burrow, 25-39. That was the pick right there. He didn't have a touchdown, only had the one pick. 313 yards, sacked a couple of times, pressured numerous. But that one is the one that did him in. Phillip Rivers, 29-44, 371 yards. Three touchdowns and a pick on the day, a 105.4 quarterback rating. Jonathan Taylor out of the University of Wisconsin. 12 carries, 60 yards on the day. Taylor also had four catches for 55 yards, so he continues to be a versatile asset for the Indianapolis Colts. Good for him. Uh, Then you got the Falcons and the Vikings. Matt Ryan connects with Julio Jones, who's feeling better, and that's his second one of the day. Minnesota bringing four. Ryan stepping up. Matt
1: thought about it now gives ground gonna flip it down the field it's caught Jones Julio 10 five touchdown Atlanta amazing Ryan looked like he was going to tuck and run and backed up three yards and softly flipped
2: it to Jones for the touchdown that was his second of the day he made it 30 30 to 7 after the pat uh, the Vikings tried to you know come back late in the ball game they put up uh, they put up uh, what was it 20. Uh, 20- 20, no, they put up 17 points, I think, in the, the second half. But regardless, uh, 40-23 was the final. The Vikings lose. That was on the uh, Atlanta Falcons radio network. Tough day for Kirk Cousins, who, again, three touchdowns, but three more picks, 24-36, 343 yards. Meanwhile, Matt Ryan, 30-40, 371 yards on the day, four touchdowns, no picks. And the Atlanta Falcons get off to Schneid with their first win of the season. As a matter of fact, Atlanta and Minnesota both tied now at one and five on the season then you got the Broncos and the Patriots Brian McManus hits one of his six field goals six the Broncos win here it is McManus spot kick on the way and it is good his fifth field goal of the game that from 20 and with 332 left in the third quarter that
1: extends the Broncos lead in New England to 15 to 3.
2: 18-12 to 12 was the final on the Broncos radio network, believe it or not. Cam Newton, 17-25, to 25, 157 yards, two picks, careless with the football. Meanwhile, Cam Newton, also the leading rusher, 10 carries, 76 yards. He did get into the end zone, but not much to show for it, and uh, that was it. It was just a battle of field goal kickers, and that's the way that one went down. Also, you've got the football team, which is Washington and the Giants. Football team scored in the last minute of the game. And how about that? Sets up the two point conversion. Here you go. Allen calls out signals. Takes the snap. He's back. Looking to run. Now stops. Now under pressure. He just throws it in the end zone. Incomplete. So the Giants stop him on the two pointer. Otherwise, it would have been a Washington win. Instead, the New York Giants get off the schneid on the Giants Radio Network 20-19 in that contest. Both of those teams also now at 1-5 and five apiece. The Ravens and the Eagles. Lamar Jackson, he gets loose. He's got a scamper in him. Here we go. Eagles with a four-man front. Jackson will keep it on
1: the read option. Big hole up the middle. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Ravens. Lamar Jackson right up the middle.
2: Lamar Jackson on the uh, Ravens Radio Network, 30-28, to 28, the final in that contest. Uh, another uh, hard-fought game by the Eagles. They just keep coming up short, and Doug Peterson's getting more and more frustrated right now. That was on the, uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens Radio Network. 16 of 27, 186 yards for Lamar Jackson through a touchdown. Also, Jackson rushed for 108 yards in that scamper right there. you got Carson Wentz, 21 of 40, 213 yards, a couple of touchdowns, 84.7 quarterback rating. His completion percentage uh, continues to drop. Meanwhile, Sanders gets nine carries, 118 yards on the day for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they just could not get it into the end zone consistently, and therefore they ended up falling in that contest. Meanwhile, you got the Browns and the Steelers. Boy, were the Browns exposed. Chase Claypool. Fresh off of his 4-TD game last week, takes this one in for a touchdown for the Steelers. Claypool with a jet sweep left. He hesitates. Pylon. Touchdown. Chase Claypool.
1: Wow. Mapletron does it again.
2: On the Steelers radio network, and Claypool at that point made it 31-7. They finished the game 38-7. And uh, Baker Mayfield, 10 of 18, 119 yards. Uh, one touchdown, two picks. Case Keenum comes in after Bayfield just got chinooked sh- He got chest crushed, and uh, he gets sent to the g- ground. Case Keenum, ten, or 5 of 10, 46 yards, nothing to write home about. Ben Roethlisberger, 14 of 22, 162 yards and a touchdown. But in the meantime, Connor runs for 100 yards. Clay uh, Claypool rushes as well. Claypool gets four catches, 74 yards. You've got uh, Washington getting four catches, 68 yards and a touchdown, so it was a pretty easy day and a cruise to victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who remain undefeated on the season. Then you got the Bears and the Panthers. Bears safety DeAndre Houston. Uh, Houston Carson picks off Teddy Bridgewater, steals the uh, win for the game for the Bears.
1: Snap is back. Here comes pressure up the middle. He throws, and it is intercepted! DeAndre Houston Carson! Are you kidding me? Two weeks in a row,
2: he's come up with a big play. Jeff Joniak right there on the Bears Radio Network. And the Bears get the win of the contest, 23-16. It wasn't pretty offensively. But don't look now. The Bears sit atop the division at 5-1. Matt Stafford throws a touchdown to TJ Hawkinson to push that lead to 24-3 in the Lions and the Jaguars game.
1: Stafford
0: out of the gun. Leaning in. There's the snap. Matthew wants to throw.
1: Does. End zone. Caught. Touchdown Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson and the Lions add to their lead the
0: 265th career touchdown pass for Matthew Stafford the first of his
1: career against Jacksonville he is now thrown for a touchdown against every team in the National Football League that was the last card he needed to complete the set.
2: There you go. On the uh, Lions Radio Network, our buddy Dan Miller, 34-16, the final. As the Lions get their second one of the season, 19 of 31. Matthew Stafford, 223 yards, a touchdown, a pick on the day. And a Minshew Mania, 25 of 44. 243 yards, a touchdown, a pick as well. And uh, they walk away, they being the Detroit Lions, with a victory in that contest. And then you've got the Jets and the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick, short touchdown. And Durham Smythe. For uh, for Fitz's third TD of the game, it's Fitch magic. Gasket the running back, back to throw. Fitzpatrick throws it touchdown. Smythe, Smite. good Smite. his first touchdown of the year. Dolphins get the win. They are now three and 24 to nothing on the Dolphins radio network. The Jets suck, twenty four to nothing. Not a win to show for it all this season. And that is a franchise that is in massive, horrible disarray. The Rams and the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to George Kittle for this 44-yarder. Three receivers left and
1: Kittle right. They throw over the middle. It is caught by George Kittle. He'll race for a touchdown. 10-5. touchdown! San Francisco! Fourth and two. Kittle over the middle.
2: Kittle gets into the end zone on the 49ers radio network, 24-16. The final uh, surprised me a little bit. I thought the Rams would come in and win this game, but they do not. They are 4-2. and two. The uh, 49ers climb back to 3-3 three and three on the season. Then you got the Chiefs and the Bills. Patrick Mahomes last night and Travis Kelsey, they combined for their second touchdown of the game corner pattern near side Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab touchdown Kansas City Mark Holmes to Kelsey
1: for the second time and sweet nectar taste by the Chiefs on a 16-yard pass
2: overcoming the holding penalty 26-17 on the Chiefs Radio Network, and that's the way things end. 21 21 for 26, 225 yards, a couple of touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, by the way, uh, you've got uh, all – they rushed for 245 yards last night. So, for as much as you've got Patrick Mahomes as uh, your weapon, they ran the ball rather easily. Josh Allen carried the ball for 42 yards last night, but 14 of 27, 122 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Wasn't going to get it done. And the Buffalo Bills, in a really misty, nasty weather game last night, uh, they fall to the Kansas City Chiefs 26-17. And the last one on the dock at the Cardinals and the Cowboys, Kenyon Drake, a 69-yarder.
1: Murray under center here on the 29. Third down and four. They're going to hand it off to Kenyon Drake up the middle. First down, and he's going to have maybe a touchdown. He's at the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Kenyon Drake well over 100 yards with that one icing on the cake
2: Kenyon drake 20 carries 164 yards right there he gets 69 of them gets a couple of touchdowns on the night ezekiel, ezekiel elliott uh, 12 carries 49 yards andy dalton 34 of 54 266 a couple of picks and a touchdown kyler murray nine of only 24 188 yards and uh, has a long one for a touchdown uh, of eighty in that contest as, uh, as well. Larry Fitzgerald still continues to catch three catches, twenty-two yards. I don't even know he's still playing. He's fantastic. And Kirk, a couple of catches, eighty-six yards, two touchdowns on the evening. And that is your frenzy. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up next. Sixteen stations strong, the Bill Michaels
1: Sports Talk Network. <laughs> Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
0: The Packers have today off. Tomorrow, they'll begin to get ready to head to Houston to play the Texans. Matt LaFleur reviewed the tape of the team's 38-10 to lopsided loss to the Buccaneers and had this to say about giving up 38 unanswered points.
2: Anytime you get punched in the mouth like that and really beaten handily in all three phases, you've got to be critical of yourself and learn from your mistakes. The big thing that we cannot allow this loss to lead into a bad performance versus a really talented Houston Texan team. You just can't allow one loss to become two.
0: After the game, Aaron Rodgers suggested this game might be the wake-up call the Packers needed after coming off the bye, but he still thinks they can win the division. Right tackle Billy Turner. I'm never going to say that I think you need a kick in that to help you win but at the same time there's positives and negatives that come along with that that's packers right tackle billy turner in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels
1: show
2: welcome back we are glad to have you hey here's a uh Uh, a little piece of news that, remember, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods and such, they were all going to do the uh, the golf thing together and keep these, you know, these, these head-to-heads going, and it was going to be exciting. Well, it's going to be Phil Mickelson, Charles Barkley, Steph Curry, Tom Brady uh, all participating. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see Tiger's name in here. And, uh, Sam, I was, I was kind of perusing this a little bit. Has Tiger bailed on this uh, celebrity golf challenge or what?
0: I don't even think he was uh – asked or you know I don't even think he was like part of it to begin with for this second one
2: okay so it wasn't like him and Phil aren't going to do this on a yearly basis just as this this particular one has Phil Charles Barkley Steph Curry and Tom Brady
0: right probably a little busy
2: okay yeah Tiger's got some things going on that's that's okay He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a jet setter. He's got a busy lifestyle. So that'll be the next one coming up. Hey, speaking of coming up, Brian Balding Baldinger, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider. He's going to join us uh, coming up just after the top of the hour. Mike Clemens, our Granny Gold Insider, is going to be here. We're going to wrap some things up for the last hour of the program. Don't forget the, our friends at the Biofuels Association say, hey, don't forget you can help out the farmers and buy local, kind of complete the circle. They're out there right now, and they're harvesting the crop that's uh, in the cornfields and bringing it in, and then it goes into the trucks from the truck drivers take it to the refineries. The refinery workers then turn it into ethanol. And if you've got a car newer than 2001, it uh, it most likely can take the unleaded 88 or E85. And for all the information, go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. But if you've got a car that's newer than 2001, chances are you can use it. Or if you've got one with that green flex fuel badging on the back or on the gas cap, that's E85. You can save yourself some money at the pump and keep the money in our market right here helping our farmers in the upper Midwest. And that's a tremendous, tremendous thing because it's a tremendous, tremendous need. So do your part. Complete the circle when you're out at the pump. Uh, we got another hour yet to go. stay tuned. A whole lot more on the Bill Michaels Show right after this.